What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Bambi by Felix Sultan Chapter 3 Deep among the trees was a place that belonged to Bambi's mother. It lay only a few steps from the narrow path used by the deer as they made their way through the wood, but it was nearly impossible to find for anyone who did not know where the little gap through the dense bushes was. It was only a narrow space, so narrow, it just only just had room for Bambi and his mother to fit in. It was so low that when Bambi's mother stood up, her head would be in among the twigs and the branches. Hazel bushes, gorse and dogwood, all grew there tangled in among each other, and little sunlight that came down through the forest canopy would be caught by them so that it never reached as far as the ground. This is the room where Bambi came into the world. This is where he and his mother made their home. Now his mother lay asleep. Pressed down on the ground, Bambi had slept a little too, but now he was become quite lively. He stood up and looked around. Here, deep in the, in the wood, deep in the woods, it was shadowy. It was almost dark. The wood could be heard gently rustling and souring. There and there, the tits chirped. Here and there was the bright laughter of a woodpecker, or the chillest bark of a crow. All else, near and far, was quiet. Only the air became warm in the heat of the midday. Even that could be heard if you listened carefully. Here in the woods, it was humid and sweltering. Bambi looked down at his mother. Oh, are you asleep? No, his mother was not sleeping. She had woken up straight away when Bambi had stood up. What are we going to do now? Bambi asked. Nothing, his mother answered. We're going to stay where we are, just lie down like a good child, and go to sleep. But Bambi did not feel like sleeping. Come on, he begged. Let's go into the meadow. His mother raised her head. To the meadow? Now to the meadow. She sounded so astonished and so full of alarm that Bambi came quite frightened. Can't we go to the meadow now, then? He asked shyly. No, came his mother's answer. It sounded quite conclusive. No, that isn't possible right now. Why not? asked Bambi. Had it become aware had he come become aware that there was something very strange going on here? Became very more afraid. But at the same time he felt the urge to learn about everything. Why well, can't we go into the meadow now? You'll learn about that all about all that later, when you're a bit older, his mother reassured him. Bambi was assistant. Why don't you tell me now? Later his mother repeated. You're growing still just a little child, she continued gently. You don't you don't talk about things like this with your little children. She's always very serious. Now on the meadow, I just don't want to think of it. In broad daylight. But when we went to the meadow, Stanby objected, it was broad daylight broad daylight then too. That was different, his mother explained. That was early in the morning. Can we can you only go there early in the morning then? Bambi said had become too inquisitive. His mother remained patient. Only early in the morning or late in the evening or at night. Not in the daytime. Never. 
His mother hesitated. Yes, she said. At last. Sometimes there are some of us who go out there in the daytime too. Sometimes they're just, but that's under special conditions. I can't really explain it to you. You're still too little. Go out there, but but then they they put themselves in great danger. What is this? Is is that that's dangerous for them? By now, Bambi was very excited. His mother did not want to explain it straight away. They are in danger. Listen, my child. There are things that you don't won't be able to grasp yet. Bambi thought he would be able to understand anything. He could not understand why his mother did not want to give him more details. He said nothing. This is the way we have to live, his mother went on. All of us, even if we love the daytime, the children are especially fond of the daytime. We have to live like this. We just have to accept it. We can only move about in the evening until the, until the morning. Can you understand it? Yes. Now, my child, that's why we have to stay here. Where we are now, this is where we are safe. That's all there is to it. So now lie down again and go to sleep. But Bambi did not want to lie down again. What makes us safe where we are now, he asked. Because all the bushes are watching over us. Because the twigs on the branches, bushes rustle. Because the rough brushwood on the ground cracks and gives us warning. Because the dead leaves from last year lie on the ground and rustle to give us a sign. Because the jays are here there. The magpies, too, they keep watch over us. <coughs> That's how we know there's somebody coming a long time before they reach us. What's that? Bambi inquired. The dead leaves from last year? Come and sit beside me, said his mother. I'll tell you all about it. Bambi gladly went and sat beside her. And snuggled in close while she explained to him that trees do not stay green all the time, that the sunshine and lovely warmth go away. When it gets cold and t- leaves turn yellow because of the frost, they go brown and red. And one by one, they fall off the trees. So they and the branches reach their naked bra- branches to the sky and look completely forlorn. But the dead leaves lie on the ground. When they're disturbed by someone's foot, they rustle. There's someone coming. Oh, they're very good, those dead leaves from last year. They do us a good service by being so eager, by keeping watch the way they do. And now, in the middle of summer, there are still lots of them hidden under the things growing. The ground they warn about any danger long before it gets near. Bambi pressed close against his mother. He forgot all about the meadow. So cosy to sit here, listen to what his mother told him. Then when his mother stopped speaking, he thought about what she had said. He thought it was very nice of the good old leaves and watch over them so carefully, even though they were dead. They'd been frozen and gone through through so many things already. He tried to think about think what the danger that his mother kept talking about could actually be. But all of thinking tired him out. It's all quiet around him. All you could hear was the heat of the air. And he went to sleep. Chapter four one evening when he went back out to the meadow with his mother, he thought he knew by now about everything that could be seen or heard there. But it turned out he still did not know as much as he had thought. At first, everything was the same as his first time there. His mother allowed Bambi to play tag with him. 
ran round in circles in the wide open space. Lofty sky and the freedom of the air was all so exhilarating. He rushed about with joy. All the time he noticed his mother standing still. He suddenly he stopped suddenly as he was turning. So it's saying that his four legs were spread wide apart. He jumped high into the air so that his sudden halt would be more dignified. And now he was standing properly. His mother lit away out of way. Seemed to be talking with someone else. Someone he could not make out. Long grass. Who? That could be. Curious. Bambi went closer. There in a tangle of grass stems close in his gr- to his mother. There were two long ears twitching. There were greyish brown and black stripes on them. Made him quite pretty. Bambi hesitated, but his mother said to him, Come here, Bambi. This is our friend, the hare. Come on, then. Let him see you. Bambi went up to her straight away. They sat in, there sat the hare, and the very honest he looked. His long ears rose in a powerful grandeur, high above his head. They fell back down, and the hung limply had been suddenly transformed into something weak. And Bambi saw the hair's whiskers, which extended stiff and straight all round his mouth. He began to think about them, but he noticed that he that the hair had a very gentle face, gently face. All his features seemed to indicate a good nature. His big round eyes looked modestly out of the world. He really did look like a friend. This hair, the thoughts that had flickered around through, flickered the thoughts that had flickered through Bambi's head disappeared immediately. Remarkably enough. Just as quickly, he even lost all the respect he had felt at first. Good evening, young sir, said the hare with a carefully chosen politeness. Bambi merely nodded. Good evening, back to him. He did not know why, but he did not, But all he did was nod very friendly, very nicely, though perhaps a little condescending. There's no other way he could do it. Perhaps it's something he was born with. What a handsome young prince, said the hare to Bambi's mother. He looked at Bambi carefully as he raised one of his ears high to the air and then, soon after one ear, soon, soon after the other ear, and then, soon after again, both of them and sometimes he would let them drop suddenly and hang limply. Bambi did not like this. This gesture seemed to be saying, no, not worth, not worth it. The hare continued gently to examine Bambi with his big round eyes. His nose, his mouth, surrounded by its magnificent whiskers, were in continual movement, like that way someone's nose and lips would twitch with trying hard not to sneeze. Bambi could not help laughing, and the hare immediately, with good will, joined in with the laughter, and his eyes became more thoughtful. I congratulate you, he. Oh, congratulate you, he said to Bambi's mother. Oh, I sincerely congratulate you on having a son like this. Yes, yes, he will make a magnificent prince one day. Yes, yes, you can see that at first glance. He raised himself up, right, and now sat erect on his back legs, which astonished Bambi immensely. Oh, he had a good look around, his ears erect, his nose moving vigorously. He sat politely back down on all fours. Please make my regards to the honourable gentleman, he said. I have many different things to do this evening. Please give him them my humble regards. He turned around and hopped away, his ears pressed down on his shoulders. Goodbye, called Bambi to, Bambi to him as he went. He mother smiled. He's a good hare, so simple and so modest. It's not easy for him in this world either. 
There's a sympathy in her words. Sympathy in her words. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hold around a little, allowing his mother to eat her food. He hoped he would come across them, who he'd met earlier. I would have liked to make some new acquaintances, but it's not entirely clear to him what he was missing, but he always felt he was waiting for something. Suddenly he heard a gentle rustling from far across the meadow and felt slight rapid knocking on the ground. He looked up. Over where the woods began, there was something that flittered through the grass. There was a... No, there were two of them. Bammy glanced at his mother, but she did not seem to be worried about anything. Her head deep in the grass, but the other side of the meadow there's something rushing around in circles, just as he had been doing earlier on. Bambi was so astonished that he leapt backwards, as if he meant to run away. His mother noticed him and raised her head. What's the matter? she called. But Bambi was speechless. He could find no words, and Millie stammered, There, there, there. There. His mother looked in the direction. Oh, I see, she said. That's my, there, it's my cousin, you're right. She's a little child too. No, she is too. Your mother has spoken cheerfully, but now she becomes serious. No, Edna, with two children. Really? She has two? Bambi stood and stared over there. Because he is a figure, a figure that looked like his mother. He had not noticed her before. Now he could see two things that continued moving in circles in the grass. But they had their back, red backs. Could be Only the red backs could be seen, thin red stripes. Come on, he said his mother. Let's go to, over to them. You'll have some company here, there. Bambi wanted to run there. His mother only walked slowly, looking all around her with each step. So Bambi held himself back. So he was very excited, though, and very impatient. His mother continued speaking. I thought we'd come across them again sometime. Now where is she hiding? I knew she had a child, too. As easy to guess, but two children? They had long been spotted by the others, who now were coming towards them. Bambi had to say hello to his aunt, but he had, uh, had eyes only for her children. His aunt was very friendly. Yes, he said to him. Now that's Gobo, and that's Phil Lane. You can all play together any time you like. Children stood stiffly, without moving, stared at each other. Gobo, close behind Phil Lane, and Bambi in front of them. Now they moved, they stood and great. Go on then, said Bambi's mother. You'll soon be friends. What a nice-looking child, Edna responded. Really very nice indeed, so strong and with such good posture. Yes, it's all right, your mother said modestly. We have to be satisfied with that. Edna, you've got two children. 
Yes, that's what happens now and again, Edna explained. But you do know, my dear, I had many children before. Bambi is my first, said his mother. Well, you see, Edna assured her, it might be different for you too the next time. They were still standing there and watching each other. None of them said a word. Fairlane, Fairlane, suddenly jumped and dashed away. The whole thing had become too boring for her. Instant, Bambi ran after her. Agogo did the same. They rushed around in semicircles. They turned around as quick as a flash. They tumbled over each other. They chased each other up and down. It's a wonderful fun. When they suddenly stopped, a little short of breath. They were all good friends of each other. They began to talk. Bambi told them about how he spoke of a good old little, with a good little grasshopper and white and the whitening. Have you been talking with the shiny beetle too? Asked Fairline. No, said Bambi. Had never speak, spoken with a shiny beetle. He did not know him at all. He did not know who it might be. I often talk with him, Fairline explained, slightly boastfully. I was told off by the jay, said Bambi. Really, said Gobo, in amazement. The jay was a cheeky with you as that. Gobo was often in amazement at things. He was exceptionally, he was exceptionally modest. Then he added, the hedgehog pricked me in, in the nose. But he only mentioned that in passing, as if it, as it were. Who is the, who is the hedgehog? Bambi said asked cheerfully it felt so wonderful to stand there and to have friends and be hearing so many exciting things a hedgehog is a terrible creature lady fairline covered in big spikes all over his body he's very spiteful too do you really think he's spiteful asked gobo he never does any harm to anyone what retorted fairline quickly don't did he prick you in the nose then oh it's only because i wanted to talk to him gobo objected it was only a little prick. didn't hurt very much. Bambi went close to Gobo. Why did he not want to talk to you, him, then? He never wants to talk to anyone, Furlane put in. As soon as anyone gets near him, he rolls up in a ball with his spikes sticking out in every direction. Another tells us he's one of those people who doesn't want to have anything to do with the world. Perhaps he's just afraid, thought Gobo. But Furlane understood it better. Mother says he shouldn't have anything to do with people like that. Bambi suddenly asked Gobo, Do you know what it is, this danger? And the other two became serious. The three of them put their heads together. Gobo thought it was about it. He made a real effort to work it out. Work out as he could see that Bambi was very curious about the answer. A danger, he whispered. A danger. That's something very bad. Yes, Bambi insisted. Yes, something very bad. But what? All three of them shuddered in the horror of it. Fairline suddenly called out loudly and gaily. The danger is when you have to run away from it. She jumped away. She didn't want to stay there and feel afraid. Bambi and Gobo jumped straight after her. They started to play again and tumbled about in the green and rustling silk of the meadow. Where they soon forgot about their serious question. That was serious question. I've only stopped and stood close to each other. As they had before, began to chat. They looked over to their mothers. They too were happily close to each other. Eating a little and holding a little, holding a gentle conversation, Auntie Edna lifted her head and called over to her children. Gobo fell in. We've got to go soon. Bambi's mother warned him too. Come on, Bambi. Come on, Bambi. It's time to go. Oh no, not yet. Fell in. Fell in. Begged crossly. I just a little bit longer. 
ran me back too. Oh, please, let's stay here longer. It's so nice here. And Gobo quietly repeated what they had said. It's so nice here. Just a little bit longer. The three of them spoke at the same time. Ada looked at Bambi's mother. There! They, what did I tell you? They're all already becoming separable. Then something else happened. It's something much bigger than all the other things that Bambi experienced that day. A thumping and a stamping coming out of the woods. We felt all over the ground. Branches of trees cracked. Twigs rustled before anyone could prick his ears at It is, it broke its way out of the thicket. One of them was rustling and banging, the other in a great rush behind him. It ran forward like a storm, completed a broad arch across the meadow, disappeared back in the woods, where it could be heard galloping. It hurtled once more out of the thicket, and then they suddenly stopped and stood quietly, twenty paces apart from each other. Barry looked at them, and he did not and did not move. He looked a little like his mother and auntie Edna. But on their heads was a glittering crown of antlers made out of brown pearls and bright white prongs. Bambi did not move. He looked at one and then at the other. One of them was smaller than the other. His crown was less developed too, but it had a beautiful beauty that gave him an air of authority. He held his head high and his crown was even higher. It sparkled from the darkness to light. It was the dawn within the magistry of many black and brown pearls, a long white Tips glittered. Oh, exclaimed Fairline in amazement. Gobo repeated her quietly. Bambi, though, did said nothing at all. He was captivated and silent. The two of them now began to move, getting further apart from each other as they went, each of them so different, to different sides of the meadow. There they went slowly back in the woods. The majestic figure came up close, quite close to the children, Bambi's mother and Auntie Edna. His step showed a quiet glory. He held his noble head up high like a king and dignified. No one was, dignified no one, was with as much as a glance. The children did not dare to breathe until he had disappeared back in the thicket. They looked around, trying to see him. But just at that moment, the green doors of the wood closed behind him. Valerie was the first to break the silence. Who was that? she exclaimed. Her little, but her little arrogant voice. The quake in it. In a voice that could hardly be heard, Gobo repeated it her. Who was that? Bambi was son. Aunt Edna said joyfully, Those were your fathers. Nothing else was said, and the group moved apart. Aunt Edna went with her children into the nearest patch of undergrowth. There was a way. That was the way that he always went. Bambi and his mother had to go right across the meadow to the oak tree to get to the route they usually took. For a long time he remained silent. He finally asked, Did they not see us? Your mother understood what he meant and replied, Of course they saw us. They see everything. Bambi went shy and did not dare to ask any more questions. The wish to do so overcome his shyness. Why? he began. And then he was silent again. Your mother helped him. What is it you want to say, my child? Why don't they stay with us? They don't stay with us, his mother answered. Only now and then. Why don't they speak to us? Then his, mo- his mother said, they don't speak to us anymore. Only now and then. We have to wait till they come. Then we have to wait until they talk to us. If they want to. Then we came cross and asked, will my father speak to me? Of course he will, my child. 
mother has promised him. When you grow up, we'll speak to you, and sometimes he'll let you be with him. In silence, Bambi went close to his mother, his mind filled with thoughts about the appearance of his father. He's so beautiful, he thought. And then again, so beautiful. His mother seemed able to read his mind, and she said, If you are still alive, my child, you're clever and avoid danger. You'll be as strong and beautiful as your father. You'll carry a crown on your head just like his. Bambi took a deep breath, his heart becoming came big with happiness anticipation. You've been listening to chapters three and four of Bambi by Felix Sultan, read by Mark Anthony Rains. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.